Welcome to the Facilitation Studio. I'm your author and reader, John Sunar, a design strategist and facilitator based in Edinburgh, Scotland. Issue four, six hat thinking. Edward de Bono's six thinking hats is a tool for guiding teams through complex conversations and achieving specific outcomes using six different thinking styles. This is our first tool and it's a doozy. It's a classic in the world of business management and certain areas of design. You can use this to direct your thinking as a single workshop tool for a group or as a framework for your entire workshop, nesting other tools inside it. In this issue, we'll cover the theory and outline the hats and two example use cases. Next week, we'll work through a retro template stretched around the approach and discuss how you might construct your own six hat sessions. What are the hats? De Bono outlines six thinking styles and uses colored hats as a metaphor. In some instances, usually with collaborators who respond to a little bit of daftness, I'll pick six berets in the right colors and wear them to keep people in line with what thinking style we're practicing. Let's take a look at each of the six hats and what they represent. First, we've got the white hat. This is neutral. It's used to gather facts and figures and to outline questions. During a white hat session, participants are asked to share what they know about a subject and to be overt and careful in separating what they think from what they know. The red hat. This is the emotional hat. It asks participants to express their emotional responses to the subject being discussed. It asks what the gut is saying and really importantly, it doesn't require or ask for justification. It's a dangerous hat if you don't use it carefully. So it's essential to make sure that everyone in that room has a chance to express their emotions. Next, we have the gray hat. This is the somber and serious hat. It's careful and it's critical. You can view it as the de-risking hat. It poses challenging questions that need to be answered or highlights potential flaws or weaknesses. You'll often hear it being described as cynical or pessimistic, but that's the wrong spin to put on this. It's about being serious and careful. Next, opposed in a way, you've got the yellow hat. So this is the bright and optimistic hat, and it's looking for positives and proving for value and opportunity and benefit in anything that's been described. Next, you have the green hat, and that's the creative hat. It's used to generate ideas. It gives permission to go wide and find solutions to problems and find ways to exploit new opportunities. Finally, we've got the blue hat. This is the control hat. The team will wear this hat to set the tone for the conversation and establish the ground rules. This includes the scope of the discussion, the tone of voice that can be used, and how collaborators will communicate with each other. A common misconception is that the facilitator wears the blue hat for the duration of the workshop. But once the rules have been defined, everyone takes his hat off. So there we have it, six hats with six thinking styles. This is a very high level summary and there is a subtle depth to each of the hats, which we'll get a better feel for next week. But for now, let's work with these high-level definitions and think about how you might implement this tool. The theory. The concept of thinking hats is based on the idea that thinking can be like an avalanche, where one idea triggers others, each triggering even more. Think about the last time you participated in a brainstorming session, when someone proposed a wild idea that sparked enthusiasm and promise. Now recall the awkward silence when someone else interjected with a gut reaction or doubted whether the concept was perhaps aligned with the project's success metrics. 
That's a shift from generative thinking to emotional or critical. And it blocks the energy and makes it dissipate, much like a snow net catching an avalanche and absorbing that energy. What happened there was a switch from a green hat mode into either a red or a grey hat. So while emotional reactions and critical assessments are crucial, allowing these different thinking styles to collide can hinder our momentum. Six hat thinking forces us to explore each thinking type independently and fully before we move on to the next. De Bono calls it parallel thinking. We're switching from a discussion or debate style of communication, which had native Western approaches, to a dialogue-based experience. In addition to fostering thinking momentum, this approach allows people to step outside their perceived box and feels psychologically safe to engage in different thinking styles. For example, it could enable a financial director who's socially expected to be critical and careful to engage in broad generative thinking without worrying about that perception from others in the room because they're safe in the knowledge that they'll get to bring that particular tone of voice and thinking style forward later. It could also allow a junior designer to express an emotional response to a proposal without fear of being judged for their lack of experience. From a facilitator's point of view, the method is powerful because it sets clear expectations of individuals' behavior during each phase of the exercise. This makes it really easy to redirect people if they stray from the productive path that you've laid out. You've created a game by laying out these rules and since childhood we've been socialized to play by the rules and also to call out others that aren't doing that peer buy-in and in a sense that peer pressure is an invaluable tool for you to harness as a facilitator. Using the six hats. So we understand that the six hats represent six thinking styles, but how can you apply them in a workshop or a collaborative environment? First, lay the ground rules with your collaborators. You've got to explain what each hat stands for and maybe give some examples. Secondly, the whole group collectively wears a single hat at one time. Remember, this is about gathering and maintaining emotion. You might hear, oh, I'll be grey hat for this conversation. I'll be yellow hat. That's not how this works. Everyone in that room wears the same hat at the same time. Three, have a predefined sequence of hats that you're going to work through. Now, you can be flexible, as with anything in facilitation, but going in with a structure means that you know what's coming next and means your participants are aware of what's going to happen. Remember we talked about that financial director being safe in the knowledge that they're going to get to ask those critical questions. You need to lay that out and make sure people know. You don't have to use every hat in every conversation. So instead, consider what might bring the best discussions forward. Any logical approach to conversation can be framed this way. Four, don't allow people to drift between hats during the session. You laid out the ground rules at the beginning. You told everyone that they had to be wearing a single hat. You need to help enforce that. And finally, keep your timeframes for discussion quite tight. As I've suggested in previous articles, time is fluid and you can move that. You can extend it or shorten it if, if you need to. Let's look at some examples of how you might structure a session. For a start, we're going to go to ideation. For ideation, you could use a blue, red, white, green, blue sequence. And this will help you generate a wide range of ideas. So it could look something like this. We'll start with the blue hat. In the blue hat, you're going to define the scope of your ideation. For example, how far can you go? Are there any hard boundaries like um, technical considerations or user groups that you're particularly going to focus on? Then you might move into red. I'd only go into red at this point if there are strong opinions in the room already. And what I would do is give one minute to each person to give their gut reaction to the prompt. 
for example, I think that this is a huge area of opportunity. I'm really excited for us to dig into it. Next, you have the white hat. So what do you actually know about this opportunity space? This is a space for you to bring customer insight, to bring facts, figures, maybe look at competitor feature lists, anything that will provide you with the factual evidence you can move forward in in your next phase, which is to move into the green hat. And this is creative thinking time. So depending on the scale of your challenge, this could be a shout out session, it could be quiet sketching and presentation, or it could be something like a crazy eights exercise. And finally, you're gonna run through a blue hat again. Did you create enough ideas to move forward with? Was your scope correct? Do you maybe need to spend more time on this space in another meeting in the future? Depending on scope, you could run through that sequence in 30 minutes, or it could take an entire day. At the smaller end, you could be a product team working on a specific feature and you come against a technical challenge and you need help. So you could gather the other engineers for half an hour and run this process, leaving you with various options. The reason that you can do it in 30 minutes is that that white hat is already well embedded. People are bringing their existing knowledge, they're well versed in the space, and you don't need to provide that much preparation. At the bigger end, the full day end, you could be working with directors of an organization to think about how the company could be structured moving forward. So you could run the same process over an entire day and be ready to return tomorrow to prioritize, refine, define your operating model. In that context, that white hat is gonna take a lot of time because there's a lot of groundwork to cover, the shared understanding to create, and that all has to happen before you can do an effective ideation process. And in that context, that effective ideation is probably gonna have multiple rounds. Next, let's look at how you might structure a decision-making session. To make an informed decision, you could use blue, white, yellow, gray, green, red, blue sequence. So a slightly longer sequence than we looked at in the ideation process. We're gonna step through each one of them hat by hat and look at how we're using it and what the intent of that section is. First up, you've got your first blue hat. As in the ideation session, this is about setting the desired outcome for the session. Is this to inform a process or are you coming out with a go, no-go result? Does everyone understand the brief that was set and does everyone understand the status of the options? When we've got agreement there, we're gonna move into the white hat. What are the options that are being put forward in front of the collaborators to make a decision on? How do they align with previously agreed success metrics? And what questions still need to be answered? At a big level, this could be a series of presentations by the teams bringing forward proposals. At a small level, it could be a load of post-it notes on a wall with an idea on each one, which you walk through and just understand what's there. Next, we're gonna do the yellow hat. We're gonna look for the merits in each idea. Where could they have unexpected benefits? How could it enhance existing solutions in other areas? The reason we're doing the yellow hat before the gray hat is if an idea doesn't bring forward much yellow thinking, probably doesn't need to be gray hatted, it can probably just be put to bed right there. Next, we're gonna do the gray hat. Where do we see challenges for each idea? Where does the idea not meet the stated criteria and what impact might that have? Again here, we're looking carefully to understand what are the careful, critical considerations. Just because something doesn't meet stated criteria doesn't mean it's not a good option in the long run. It's just something that we need to surface, bring forward to really make an effective decision. Next, we're gonna go into that green hat. This is decision-making time. You're choosing your best options by reflecting on the yellow hat and the gray hat comments. Here you could discuss what needs to be done to elevate a chosen option or elevate a range of potential options to the point where you can make a real decision on them. Next, you've got a red hat. 
Here you give everyone one minute to express their gut feeling about the session's outcome. No justification is needed. This is where you as a facilitator can get a sense for if what's going on is correct. And finally, a last blue hat. Have you reached a decision that was aligned with your goals? Are there clear next steps? And do you need more time to get consensus? The duration of each of these segments will change depending on the context of the conversation. Your white hat might involve creating the criteria against which the ideas will be measured if this hasn't been done at the project's inception. This could be an in-depth conversation in its own right depending on the gravity of the decision, and that could take a substantial amount of time. As ever in decision making, the best thing to have is clear criteria from the off. That could mean that in the white hat moment, where you assess all of the ideas against preset criteria, you already have an answer, in which case the remaining sequence works beautifully to evolve and develop that chosen idea rather than a process to assess all of the options. So there you have it, two ways of combining the six thinking hats to achieve different outcomes. By combining the hats in different orders, you're able to create and manage conversations which achieve a wide range of outcomes. Next week, we're going to walk through a retrospective feedback session structured using the six thinking hats. That'll be the first template for you to take away and use. With these thinking styles in your toolbox, you can lead your team through complex conversations and achieve specific outcomes. Remember to start and end with the blue hat to ensure everyone is on the same page and use the other hats to explore different thinking styles and perspectives. I hope you're as excited to try out this powerful tool in your work as I am to share it with you. If you want to dig deeper into the six hats, I'd highly recommend picking up a copy of The Six Thinking Hats by Edward de Bono. And of course, sign up to receive the Facilitation Studio so you don't miss out on future templates, ideas, techniques, and tips. Until then, happy facilitating. Subscribe to this ongoing series from the Facilitation Studio and let's improve the quality of the collaborative environments you create.